Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The KRMG Morning News, Dan Potter and Jen Townley. And joining us live on the KRMG Morning News is Oklahoma's senior U.S. Senator James Langford. Good morning. Hey, good morning, both of you. Good morning to you. Um, our top story this morning is Tuesday's landslide victory by former President Trump in the Michigan GOP primary. Uh, since the last time you and I talked, this nomination has gone from highly likely to all but inevitable. So, you know, I, ha- I have to ask Senator Langford, are you now ready to endorse Donald Trump for president? <laughs> I, I am going to support the Republican nominee, but I've not jumped in on endorsement. And uh, I didn't in 2016, and I'm not planning to at this time either. It's an open nominee, and quite frankly, the people of Oklahoma have spoken very clearly on this. People across the country are speaking very clearly on this. So they don't need me to be able to jump in on it as well. Yeah, because we were kind of wondering if he would endorse the former president since he can't seem to remember endorsing you in 2022. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he did. He did not endorse me during the primary time period. I think many people remember that. And then uh, about three weeks before the general election, he did jump in and endorse me. Ironically enough, his endorsement statement was I'm endorsing him because he's so strong on the border issues. And uh, that that was that was the ultimate irony when he came out and said, I can't remember supporting him because now I don't like what he's doing on the border uh, issues. When, quite frankly, I, I wish we would have had an opportunity to be able to just sit down and talk about it because the border bill, uh, the National Border Patrol Council, who was a strong supporter of him as well, came out and said, this border bill is, is what we need and please pass it as soon as you possibly can. Uh, we had all kinds of folks across both conservative media and uh, lots of other media look at it and say, hey, this is the most conservative border bill that we've had in a generation. We need to be able to get this done. Uh, but it became a political football more than anything else, uh, that it was don't solve the border crisis during a presidential campaign. Wait, and we'll solve it later. Mm. Right. Let's circle back to that, because I, I want to get there by way of the meeting at the White House yesterday. The uh, big four congressional leaders, House Speaker Mike Johnson, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and the leader of your GOP Senate caucus, Mitch McConnell, all meeting with President Biden and Vice President Harris, I guess, at the White House. There were two, really only two items on the agenda, avoiding a government shutdown and finding a way to get more funding to Ukraine and Israel. After the meeting, they all seem to agree that they will be able to avoid a partial government shutdown, at least. Do you share that optimism? Well, we've got to see it still because we've still seen no text from any agreement that they've made Uh, And the deadline is actually Friday. Uh, The House comes back into session today. They say they're going to release something out for us to be able to take a look at. We need to get to appropriation bills, not continuing resolutions. Uh, We've got to actually resolve what are we going to do and be more strategic. When you do appropriation bills, you can turn programs off. Uh, You can be more specific in what you're trying to do. If you're doing a continuing resolution, it's basically just do the same thing we did last year, except we're different than what we were last year. Uh, we need to continue to be able to do the things that need to be done specifically. Uh, so we'll see uh, how this comes together. There's a lot of folks that are in the Senate uh, that are hopeful that we can actually get to appropriation bills rather than just another continuing resolution. And, of course, all of this is tied to the border. I found it interesting when I heard GOP House Speaker Johnson say this after his meeting with President Biden. When I showed up today, 
my purpose was to express what I believe is the obvious truth, and that is that we must take care of America's needs first. When you talk about America's needs, you have to talk first about our open border. I don't know, Senator, does that strike you as kind of rich considering? Yeah, it, it's been painful in this process because it really has become political more than it does anything else. Uh, the bill that I actually worked on for four months was the hard work of actually sitting down with people across the aisle. This is what real work looks like. If you're going to do a press conference, it just takes one person to do a press conference. If you're going to make a law in the United States, you've got to have 60 people agree to it in the United States Senate. That means you do have to sit down and work across the aisle. And I'm very aware that some folks will say to me, don't ever work with a Democrat. Don't talk to Democrats. That's not how you make law in America. you got to sit down with people who you disagree with, find the common ground areas, and to be able to move forward. What we brought forward was a plan that dramatically increased the number of detention beds, the number of deportation flights, the number of ICE agents, the number of Border Patrol agents. We built more wall. We changed the standard for asylum dramatically, made it much harder to request asylum at our southern border. We deported immediately. We changed the process from taking 10 years to actually deport someone to doing it in days, weeks, or at the most months. And so it was a very rapid turnaround to be able to push people out. And then we added an emergency authority to say, if we're overrun, by the way, just like we were yesterday, we literally take, take away due process if you get to these very high numbers. But we are deporting the very first person that comes across. Uh, so the 5,000 was the number that some people latched onto and say, oh, my gosh, this lets 5,000 people in every single day. It does nothing of that. The way it was set up was the first person that crosses. We detain them, we screen them, and we deport them. But if we're overrun with these caravans, we take away even that screening and say we just detain and deport immediately. We literally remove due process when you get to 5,000. But there was no 1 to 5,000 gets in, and then after 5,000 turns around, that was never true. The very first person's detained, screened, and deported. After 5,000, we just detain and deport because we don't have enough staff to be able to keep up with the rest. But again, no one was willing to listen to that because it came down to the politics of the presidential election year to say, don't solve this right now. Leave it out there because it's a great campaign issue. At the end of the day, it's a national security issue. We had another 7,000 people illegally cross our border yesterday. We've had more than 10,000 people cross and be released this year that are individuals that are on what is listed as special interest aliens. They come from areas where there's known terrorism. We just don't know their name. We don't know anything about them. We need to address this. So we, don't, we shouldn't wait when we have the opportunity to be able to act. Do you think that your work on this failed border compromise has hurt your standing in the Republican Party or in the Senate? Time will tell that more than anything else. Uh, I would tell you last week when I was traveling around the state, I had some folks that caught me and randomly said, I hate your bill. And I would say, have you read it? And of course, they haven't. And they've just seen something on Twitter or they've seen something on Facebook. I do encourage people to go through the facts of it. But I have to tell you, I was overwhelmed with the number of people at, at gas stations, at the grocery store, at restaurants, at wherever I was out and about, just folks that would catch me and say, Hey, I really appreciate you trying to solve a very hard problem. we got to be able to figure out how to be able to solve this. So while there is a political move in this, I think Americans are sick of all the conversation just about the politics and say, stop doing press conferences, sit down and actually solve the problem. We've got to do that with debt. We've got to do that with Social Security. We've got to do that with Medicare. We've got to do that with the border. There are lots of hard problems 
that everyone wants to talk about publicly, but very few people are willing to sit down and do the work that it takes to actually fix it. Mm. We do have to fix this. And what I said to some of my colleagues are, I know you just wanted a 20-ounce ribeye, and what I brought back was a 10-ounce ribeye with a salad. I'm very aware of that. <laughs> but quite frankly, we still have 7,000 people crossing our border a day. We do have to stop that. Well, speaking of the border and, and the difference between solution and politics, why hasn't the Senate taken up the House's articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas yet? Interestingly enough, the House has not sent over those articles yet. Huh. Uh, they passed it, and then they are holding on to it. They've not actually sent it to the Senate yet for us to even consider, so we can't take it up until they actually send it over. Now that the House has uh, impeached Mayorkas, uh, you've said on this show you, you didn't support that move, but now that they have, do you support a full trial in the Senate, or do you support oh, just yeah. dismissing it? No, I, I support a full trial. You mean to go through the process on this. My, my statement hasn't been support of Mayorkas in that sense. Right. Clearly there have been major problems, and by the way, President Biden has a lot of executive authority he could use on the border today that he's choosing not to use. There are problems and gaps in the law. That is true, and that has been true for a long time. We had more than 4,000 people a day, some, some days under the Trump administration, that were illegally crossing the border, and they were asking for more authorities. Authorities that, by the way, are in my bill uh, that I was sending over. Uh, but there's a lot that they could do they're not doing. What I've said over and over again is President Trump had four different Homeland Security secretaries, but he had one policy. The problem is not the Homeland Security Secretary. The problem is the president that's actually giving instructions to the Homeland Security president. So we can change Homeland Security Secretary, but we're going to have the exact same policy because we have the same president with the same policies. I know time's running short here, but we wanted to get to one local issue. Back home in Oklahoma, it looks like Tulsa International will finally get its new control tower, thanks in part to a recently announced $12 million federal grant. It was a long time coming been a long time coming. It has been a long time coming. That's actually something I've worked on for years uh, to try to get to that competitive grant. I've met with the folks there in Tulsa. I've met with the federal folks. We've done lots of letters and phone calls back and forth and done a lot of push and pull on this. This is an issue that we need to have resolved. Uh, the, the bad story about the Tulsa uh, air, air traffic control tower is uh, the times they don't have good visibility there, the problems they have with their elevator, the problems they have with operation. They've had lots of days they've had to function outside of the tower rather than inside the In tower. A trailer. It's a safety <laughs> issue. Yeah, it's a safety issue. We need to get this resolved, and we've been working on it for a very long time to be able to get this resolved, and we're finally getting there. Senator, good as always to chat with you, and until next time, take care. Yeah, look forward to it. Take care, y'all.